Welcome to the Sonic Shaman Show, home of the Coffee Connect and Conscious Connections. The show is dedicated to empowering you to perceive, know, be, and express your unique voice in this world without the fear of judgment of others through healing, coaching, and educational services. In each episode, Hank and his guests offer tools, techniques, and inspiration to help you step into your potency. Now, here is your host, Hank Settela. Good morning, everyone. My name's Hank Settela. I'm the Sonic Shaman, and this is a Coffee Connect where we get together, have our morning cup of coffee with my mysterious Martian mug because of the green screen, like sometimes... His little hat shows up with the picture behind it, which is pretty cool. But we talk about all kinds of different topics and possibilities. And today is the protection paradox. And before we get started and jump into the topic, if you can take a moment, if you find value out of the videos, just to share the video on Facebook or the YouTube video, preferably, and just offer it to whoever you think might receive benefit from it. And I also just noticed I'm missing one of my stream locations. So I have to figure that out too real quick. But good morning, good morning, good morning. And this is intended always as a bit of a, a free forum, that if there's a question on your minds, if there's something that is in the air, if you feel something that you want to direct the conversation towards, we absolutely do not have to stay on topic. So that is one of my favorite things about doing these. We can kind of make things up as we go along. Oh, and I figured out which stream I'm missing, the Holistic Health and Healing Group. So let me add that. Perfect. Good morning, Megan. Thank you so much for joining us or joining me. Well, it is us. There's more than you watching. I can see the little indicator or whatnot. Today's topic, though, protection paradox, is one of these things that there's these great universal truths that appear in opposition. For example, birds of a feather flock together. That is an absolute truth. That is like attracts like. That is law of attraction. The duality truth is opposites attract which is when you're functioning from solely duality and nothing from spirit. When you put out to the universe, I wish Mr. and Mrs. Right would uh, show up for me. Who shows up first? Mr. and Mrs. Wrong. Because in the duality, it's all about the contextual field in order to have an experience. Both laws are true. Both are operating from different places and, and spaces that we hold when we're creating in the world. Good morning, Mary Lee. Blessings to you too. And protection is one of those things. In terms of if, if source is all there is all at once in the ever-present moment of now and truly everything is God, how could anyone ever need protection from anything, right? Because it's all one. So how could you protect yourself? But from the duality perspective, we do have good and evil. We do have these things that protection then may become, may become necessary. And as a shaman, one of the things that I do is I meet people where they're at. And I have some people that are in such a space of, of, of polarity and, and just... And just kind of torn apart between these two poles of positive and negative um, expression in this world, that they need something like a charged talisman or a hoodoo bag or something like that. But here's what I would say about that. If you're in a burning building, and this is a great analogy that my friend Ryan uses for empaths, but it's so relevant for protection as well. If you're in a burning building, you might get a blanket, put water on it and put it on yourself. Now you're protecting yourself because of the situation, your perceived situation that you're in. In truth, like consciousness is continuous. You can never not be. The body might be temporary, but you can never not be. There's nothing that can ultimately happen to your consciousness where you would cease to be, right? So there's no true fear of anything, unless there is, of course, because we're humans and human beings having a, uh, or spiritual beings having a human experience. 
But the thing is, if you were in a building, a burning building, and you put this blanket on to protect yourself, are you staying in the building or are you now changing your circumstances? And so that's what I want the big takeaway to be from today. If you feel that you're in a space where you need to shield, where you need to protect, that is a temporary measure because something has come up that is so in your mind big or, or, um, uh, or knocking you off your center where you need to take care of yourself, remove yourself from the situation then, and then kind of regroup. And that's the paradox. In truth, you don't need protection, but at the same time, depending on the circumstance in your point of view and the tools in your tool belt, there may come times where, hey, we absolutely need to, um, to do something to take care of ourselves. Have a couple more people tuning in. Patricia, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. Anne-Marie, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. I don't know how much of all what you caught so far, because <laughs> uh, I already gave away the big nugget, right? But the, the thing to keep in mind is when it comes to protection, when it comes to anything, it is always, remember, point of view creates your reality. And in true awareness, if you have awarenesses, do you really need protection? Or can you make choices to have a different experience than the one you know is coming down the road? So for example, you don't necessarily need to uh, protect yourself going into uh, a situation that you're fearful about, but if you have an awareness that something's going to occur, you could just choose different and not even put yourself in the situation. And how does one become aware? It's a, a space where you're constantly in responding mode instead of reacting mode, where you're constantly contemplating with the divine. And in uh, Neil Donald Walsh's work, and I'm going to read this tomorrow in my meditation stream, he, I'll just kind of give a little teaser to it, says, all of life is a meditation in which you are contemplating to the, the divine. In this space, it is a place of true wakefulness. And they, he puts to the, um, he gives the example that in this space, all experiences are blessed and you can label them however you wish. And so it's in that state of awareness when we can really be in a place where we have this knowing, because as a divine infinite being, if God is all one, or if God is all there is, and we're all in individualization of that as an infinite being, is there anything that you don't actually know or have access to? However, we have this idea that we're separate and it's in these little illusions that hold our reality together that we, um, that we sometimes have a little bit of a, a fumbling point, if we will. Good morning, mysterious Facebook user. I know you're looking at this from the group because uh, otherwise we'd see your name. There's a little link that gives permission for uh, StreamYard to have your data. If you click that, then we'll get to know who you are. Or you can just put your name as you make a comment. But what questions do you guys have? Because I really like this to be interactive. And this is kind of a a paradoxical topic, really, because there are some people that are super in the space that you need protection, and there are others that aren't. I had a teacher in uh, when I was going through my training at Fellowships of the Spirit that said, you absolutely don't need to protect because God is all there is. And afterwards, there was a, a whole bunch of debate within the students about whether this is the case or not. And that's where these paradoxical awarenesses come in. If you ever see something that resonates as true for you, but seems in opposition, for whatever it is, or, or for another belief that you have, really look at it as, is it a oneality truth or a duality truth? Because they are always in opposites. Birds of a feather flock together, opposites attract. They are both true, but they're functioning in different spaces of reality. So good morning, everyone. What questions do you have? Or what are your thoughts on what I'm saying? And sometimes protection, let's give an example. Um, say it's a crystal that you're getting a crystal to protect yourself. It may be that you're just not in a space where you're able to process the information that you're aware of. And what does the crystal do then? It's a physical representation of your willingness to receive help. 
And even just having that physical representation of a crystal, in addition to the energy of the crystal itself, you're basically telling the universe, hey, universe, I need some help here. So you're going from a place of separation where protection is absolutely needed to a place of that oneality where you're willing to receive help and you're not not just being um, ego run riot. That's what we say in AA, that the ego is ego run riot is where we're just in our the, the big part of our our um, addictions and everything like that. But once you have that little opening of allowing something in other than just you, then you can start to have this experience. And if you really start to think of it, it's all, it's all divine. It's all, no, that's not where I want to go with that. Let me get centered here. And I'm going to talk about the event that's coming up Saturday. There's a saying in metaphysics, or not metaphysics, this is something that was uh, said to me in a vision. I was at Lilydale at a, a four-weekend retreat series called The Hundredth Monkey. And the third weekend was a silent retreat weekend. And up until that point, I had had a lot of interaction with guides and teachers and, and spirit. And the last day of the silent retreat meditation, I saw all my guides in front of me. And they all merged into an orb of light. And I saw from me projecting to that orb like a like a beam. And like if you were to ever look at or watch a movie with kind of a, a smoky room or whatnot, how you can see the beam going through the smoke. Or when you're camping, setting, putting a flashlight through the campfire or whatnot, you can see that beam. So that's how it looked. And then I heard a voice in my head saying, you're the only one in the room. And recognizing that everything was a reflection or everything was a projection, depending how you want to look at it. And it's this awareness that when you're looking for protection and when you're looking for or allowing things into your life, if you're doing so from the space where you're recognizing like the concept of namaste, may the God in me greet the God in thee for the highest good in every situation that you're putting yourself in. You're always looking for the highest and best. You're always looking for the divine. And that kind of resonates with that work from Neil Donald Walsh that I started to quote that I'm going to be reading the whole thing for tomorrow. Everything is divine. Everything is a contemplation of divinity. And in that space, really a lot of amazing things can happen. So questions, questions, or comments, any comments or anything that you'd like to shift the gears on. But that's really the crux of what I wanted to, what I was choosing to cross with the production pro, protection paradox. And I wanted to bring this up for you now. Boom, here we go. So on Saturday, I was motivated to put this together. And I know I mentioned this on the stream yesterday. I'm going to be doing an eight hour, possibly 11 or eight hour. You would think that I had some sort of crazy plant medicine experience or something. I can't talk with my words today. I think it's just because I waited till actually starting the stream to start drinking with my coffee. Um, I just can't talk today. It's funny. Oh my goodness. I hope that doesn't happen Saturday. But what you resist persists. So if that does happen, I'm not going to judge myself for it. But anyway, yesterday, two days ago, I had this inspiration on Saturday because of all the all the buzz about what might be going on in the world. I really would like to give people something positive to focus on, something about peace and possibility. And what I chose to create, and it came together very quickly, I only have like three spots left for speakers at this point, is to put together this uh, uh, 11 or 12 hour live stream, depending if I get people for the morning hours, where all these people are going to be coming on, offering experiences, meditations, techniques, stories, um, 
everything to focus on creating peace and possibility in the world instead of focusing on the things in the world that we don't want. Because again, energy flows where your attention goes. We are creating a space where we can focus the energy on the things that we would like to create in our lives and in the world. And this includes some of my teachers like Elaine Thomas in the upper left. She's the foundational pastor at Fellowships of the Spirit, my main mediumship teacher. That story with the silent retreat weekend, Mark Thomas, that's a person right next to her. These are all some of my mentors and then people that I've had the honor of connecting with through the expo that I put on or through an amazing little, um, uh, I did this like little uh, boot camp class to learn how to do live streaming and media and get on news and things like that. And uh, that was a great fun. And I started to connect with people from all over the world. So my one friend, Joy, who is, uh, you can let me put the picture back up so you can get a visual on her. She is the one that is in the bottom row, third one over with the kind of like the little red hood. This lady was uh, is from New Zealand and she was in a car accident where she was hit by a drunk driver. And every time she would get stressed at all, it would cut off the blood flow to her uh, head. And she would have about three minutes before she would black out. And the doctor said she would be brain dead or, or dead by, uh, I, I think the age of 30 or it was maybe perhaps younger. And of course she told them that I'll show you, I'll be dancing on your graves because she was very motivated to not have that be her experience. And she started studying all kinds of holistic medicine and different techniques. She has dozens of certifications and healing modalities. And she created a technique that in under three minutes, you can eliminate stress because she needed to, it was literally life and death. And so now she's taking all these things that she was put in a position where she had to learn it and she's developed ways to teach it. And so that's just like one of the people I've recently connected with that is going to be on on Saturday, just offering all kinds of amazing uh, things that are going to change and create possibility in the world. I will post to the, the YouTube video link. There is a group, uh, an event on Facebook now that I would love if you are on Facebook, share that and just help spread the word. And I will give you the YouTube link as well. This is the best place to watch it. And my target is to still do audience interaction throughout the day, though, depending on the presenter, some of them are just coming on and they're going to talk. Like my friend Pram, he's been on TED Talks and he is a professor at Baldwin Wallace, and he will just, will probably have a question or two at the beginning, but he'll just go and he has this amazing uh, message through the works of Osho. And he's been traveling the country. Corporations asked him, at least pre-COVID, to travel to their places to give like little motivational talks to help people start to reframe. And his original title for his workshop is Why Life Sucks, The Global Voyage to Overcome the Misery of Everyday Living. And the title might seem a little off-putting to some, but it really was a call to the people that are really in the space of why life sucks. Those people flocked to this workshop. Thousands and thousands have gone through it. And you don't even realize it, but it's metaphysics. And he delivers it in a fun, a fun way. It's just really amazing. Mary Lee offers protection against loss of electrical power. Get prepared for provisions like batteries, foods, etc. instead of fear. Absolutely. And fear is an acronym. There's three acronyms I love for fear. One is forgetting every available resource. Sometimes we're afraid because we just forgot something that we have that could change the situation. Then there's also false evidence appearing real. And I've done a talk on that before where we think we see something, but really it's not what we think it is. And we're not, we're afraid over, you know, really nothing. And then my favorite one is feeling excited and ready. And this is really significant because as children, especially if you're the firstborn, parents are so um, concerned over their children's well-being that every time their child is excited, exploring the world, looking to do something new or whatnot, the parents are like, oh, 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 
And they have this like element of fear that, oh my gosh, I don't want my baby to get hurt, right? So what does the child pick up, especially if they're an empath, right? They start to associate their feeling of excitement with the element of fear. And that's why, you know, feeling excited and ready is such a great acronym to start to shift that point of view and perception. And I've given this example on air before, but it is so great. My personal experience with that, my oldest son, Max, who would not go on a roller coaster ever, right? Maybe like the junior Gemini at Cedar Point, if you're familiar with that one, where it's like one little hill and done. Maybe that was the extent. He wouldn't go on anything else. And we're at Disney and he already wouldn't go on like maybe five different rides. And we're in the line for Slinky Dog. And up until this point, my wife and I would always have to go one at a time on the rides and the other one would stay with Max. And then we would have to go, one of us would go by ourselves afterwards. And I asked him, Max, are you afraid? Are you excited? And it really took him out for a second. And he thought about it. He's like, I'm excited, daddy. And he went on the ride, loved it. And then we went on like three more times. So that is uh, just kind of the energy. If you really think about, am I afraid or am I really excited for something? Because the ego only operates off of past data and the, the, the being in the part of possibility that operates in chaos you know, and the, and the ego freaks out because it does not know what the result will be. If you start choosing new possibilities, its job is to keep you safe. And it will let you choose from the same choices that appear different over and over again, because it would love for you to stay safe and it doesn't want you to choose a different possibility. So thank you, Murray. That took us down a nice little tangent. I love the little things with fear. Any other questions? Because I have to uh, do a little bit more organizing today for the event. So I will cut it a little short. I have to get everybody their logins and do testing to make sure everybody's audio works and all that jazz. But for the most part, the scheduling is done, which is really good. And I will be posting a schedule for it. Um, I just have to, I want to make sure that I have all the slots filled before I do that. Cause there's always a chance up until that point that you got to switch someone or move things around. I know for the expo, it looks like it all goes together so smoothly. The week leading up to the expo, there is a whirlwind of chaos. People's booths are moving and all these crazy things. People always want their booth before, well in advance. And it's like, well, I know that that's not going to happen because at the last second, I'm going to have to change like five booths around. So I really try not to do that. So. But any questions, comments, considerations, contributions? Like Mary had a wonderful contribution. No, it's all quiet. Of course, people might be typing. But if you make a comment, even after the broadcast, I can circle back and we can answer those on a future one. Tomorrow is going to be meditation. It's not what you think. And it's going to basically be me, me, me reading one of my favorite quotes from Neil Donald Walsh and kind of expanding on this idea of meditation. It might even be how I open up the Saturday thing too, possibly. We shall see. But until then, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you want to connect with me, it's my name, HankSettola.com. I'm revamping the website, uh, but it has all the pertinent links to connect with me on social media, schedule appointments, or to... Um, I forget what else. Oh, the web store, if you're looking to get tuning forks or whatnot. And I guess that is it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please share the video, especially from the YouTube side, because it definitely helps out with um, YouTube serving something more organically to people. And we will catch you next time. Thanks for joining us today for the show. The Sonic Shaman is part of the Emergence of Being Contributor Network. Visit emergenceofbeing.com to learn about all the contributors and learn about our services and upcoming events. 
please take a moment to subscribe to the channel. You can contribute to the show by supporting our efforts and sharing our content with those you care about and those who need it most.